1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing With Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director here with Mara Levinsky, Executive Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, Summer is right around the corner and we have the exclusive preview of what's ahead on Young and the Restless. So look for Victor to take charge when he worries that Victoria's trust in Nate is at the expense of what's best for Newman Enterprises. We're going to see Sharon's past catch up with her in the form of Cameron Kirsten and Nick will jump to her rescue. Now, Kyle and Summer will have big trouble thanks to the antics of diane and phyllis tucker's presence intensifies the rift between jack and ashley which i am so loving Um, Chance will surprise Devon and Abby with a big decision. Phyllis will work to repair the damage created from her alliance with Jeremy. And love is in the air for Billy and Chelsea, Tessa and Mariah, who will adjust to motherhood, and Lily, who will provide Daniel with some much-needed TLC. Well, it definitely
0: sounds like we are in store for a juicy summer season on YNR. And I think it is shaping up to be uh, just that on GH as well. Case in point, the Metro Court Pool reopens for the summer next week, and I can confirm that fans will be seeing several of their favorites without a shirt on, as many a chiseled Port Charles resident's will take advantage of this fact. Also upping the heat quotient is the news that Gavin Houston is returning as Porsche's brother Zeke. So Gavin first played Zeke back in February when he attended his sister's wedding to Curtis. And I saw a lot of positive response to him on social media uh, and, you know, completely saw why. And he was also really well liked behind the scenes. So when Zeke comes back to Port Charles soon, expect him to stay a while. And don't expect him to stay drama free for very long. Now GH fans will also be seeing Charles Shaughnessy again. He reprises Victor, but only briefly in scenes tied to the reading of Victor's Will, which will also air next week. Uh, and the consequences of his bequeathals will be felt by many characters, both short term and long term. Uh, but beginning with short term, not unlike our Sharon, Anna's past will catch up with her and we will see her in handcuffs, but you will
1: you will have to tune in to find out why. Ooh, that's a very good cliffhanger, Mara. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see some returns over on Days of Our Lives. Lindsay Godfrey will be back as Sarah, whose pregnancy is now quite advanced, as well as Kyle Lauder as Rex, who is with Sarah in Chicago. They will get a very uh, interesting visit from Bonnie, who will obviously leave with a lot of information. Um, also on the casting front, veteran sitcom actress, Kim Coles has joined days in the new role of a nurse, Nurse Whitley. So you'll have to tune in there to see who she crosses paths with. Um, over at B&B, Taylor is going to make a pretty aggressive move when she urges Deacon to pursue Brooke again. I mean, this sounds like it is in direct violation of Taylor and Brooke's sisters before misters packed. And since we're already seeing some tension between the new besties over Thomas, I have a feeling that this will play out in a very dramatic way. Uh, So we know the show just wrapped some on-location filming in Rome. There was what I assume to be leaked footage of Brook and Ridge kissing. So we will see how it all unfolds. And uh, selfishly, I'm just kind of excited to take a virtual jaunt to Europe soon. Oh, you're
0: so right. You know, B&B always crushes those trips abroad. I mean, they are second to none when it comes to shooting internationally and really conveying a sense of luxury and the beauty of the cities that they visit. As someone with one lonely stamp on my passport, I am really looking forward to the vicarious sightseeing. Uh, I was like drooling over the pictures that the actors were posting on social media, and it really got me excited to see the footage when it airs.
1: Oh, I'm confident it will be, can't miss. Um, I also love their international uh, trips, if you will. Um, As something else to note in our new issue, I spoke to Daisy's Deidre Hall, who recently marked 5,000 episodes as Dr. Marlena Evans. So she and I took a little walk down memory lane and she looked back on some of the moments and the men that shaped Marlena's life and shared some stories I hadn't heard before. So congratulations to Deidre on such an amazing milestone and any Marlena fans listening should for sure check it out. Now our guest today is no stranger to daytime. It's Lyndon Ashby who started his soap career on loving but is reprising the role of Y&R's dastardly Cameron. So let's check in with him and see how his Genoa City comeback came about. Hi, Lyndon.
2: Hi. How, how are you, doing? you? I'm good, you?
1: Good. Well, we are thrilled you could join us today. We are also thrilled you'll be returning to Young and the Restless. Um, but before we get there, we are going to go back in time a little. You were born into a decidedly non-showbiz family in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Tell us how you first became interested in acting and performing.
2: It's true. I was born in a, in a little town in uh, northeast Florida, a little beach town uh, right near Jacksonville. And nobody in my family was an actor. My, my great-grandfather was a, was a minister. So maybe that's kind of like being an actor, I guess. Um, And then my grandfather was a lawyer, but uh, no, yeah, no, no show business. They were like, cool, dude. Yeah, go do that. (laughs) And they were like, he'll be home soon. Um, And um, but it was good. Um, I don't know. I, I did, I think, one play in high school. I wasn't like a high school theater person. And. And then I went to, to university, went to college, and um, and I didn't study acting. I, I was doing business and psychology, a split major. But I kind of lucked in. I went to a little a little school in Colorado called Fort Lewis College, which is a branch of Colorado State. Um, and in this little school at this particular time, they had this kind of amazing, these people in the theater department. Um And I just lucked into it and I started doing plays and pretty soon kind of realized that, that, that I thought I was pretty good at it. And, and I, but I, what I really knew is that this is all I wanted to do. I wanted to be an actor and I think I was young enough and, and dumb enough that you don't realize how crazy that is. Um, but, uh, I I did it. And then I to make parents even happier, I dropped out of college and (laughs) and moved to New York after after my junior year of college. I moved to New York and I studied at a place called the Neighborhood Playhouse with a guy named Sandy Meisner. And I was lucky enough to study with with Mr. Meisner. And he was he was amazing. And the whole program was amazing. It was a two year program. And uh and it was sort of like my favorite actors, you know, worked with him, you know. And and I was like, OK, this is this is cool. And I'll never forget doing this interview with him. And he's like, he, he goes, I'm not interested in what you've done. You know, I'm not interested in what you did at college. I'm not interested in any of that. He's like, I want people who don't want to be actors. I want people who have to be actors. And, you know, and. I guess at that that point in my life, I kind of that I fit that bill and uh, and it was an amazing two years. And then I got out. I graduated and got an agent. Don't you know, just I got one. (laughs) Uh, And then I uh, I started doing theater in New York and I was doing like, you know, off, off Broadway, off Broadway, regional theater, knocking around, doing did a I think I did two commercials. That's all I've ever done in my life. Um, and I was a bartender. And then I got on loving. Before that, I don't know. I got on. I got on one. God, I can't remember what it was. I did a couple of days on it, uh, or you know, bit, you know, like two or three days, something like that. On uh, the girl I worked with, her character's name was Mindy. And I guiding
0: light. I did,
2: guiding light. I did guiding light. And it helped me pay for my my motorcycle, so that motorcycle was named Mindy <laughs> and uh and then I got on loving and then i did I did a bit part on like a a day on loving, and I met this actress Susan Walters because we were working together, and it was Susan, and I was with a guy named John Nelson, and there's a girl i think i'm gonna get it wrong anyway we all went to lunch and it's like you know i'm looking at this really pretty girl and i'm thinking oh my god you know i'm whatever and i was dating somebody else and so i'm too cool and i'm like, you know, smoking cigarettes and hanging out and being I'm very accurate and um uh, and then she came with john to a party at my apartment and i was with somebody else and so we didn't you know, nothing happened. But apparently in that that morning when we we went to her, we were at rehearsal and then she walked out of that rehearsal and went into the makeup room and the makeup artist, Bernadette, and she sat down in Bernadette's chair and she goes, I'm going to marry that guy. Not like a romantic thing, more like it's just going to happen. And God bless her. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's like... It worked out pretty great, actually. But <laughs> what are the odds? And so then I went on Loving full time.
0: I want to hear how you actually, like, what do you remember about getting the job on Loving? What the casting process was like?
2: I I, uh, I got on Loving and the casting process was I went in and I did a couple auditions. And then I did a, a, well, I guess it was a the final, you know, like going to network sort of, you know, the screen test and all that. And a guy named Joe Stewart was producing it at that point. And he gave me the job and I I think he probably regretted it pretty soon. Um, But uh, I got the job and, and, and it was cool. It was, you know, this is what I miss so much is that, you know, there used to be so many soaps and it was a place where young actors started. Everybody was doing soaps at that point. I mean, you know Meg Ryan and Kevin Bacon and and Alec Baldwin and 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 everybody we all started in soaps Julie Bowen was on loving and Luke Perry was on loving and you know and the list goes any Falco it's like everybody like you can make a living you know doing this and you learned how to work in front of a camera and you learned to learn, learn lines and you and you learned how to work and I was young and so it's like at the same time I was doing the soap in the daytime I did theater at night I would not i can't imagine doing that now um yeah. but I, would, I had a lot of energy um and so there was this actress that i had i just like you know mm-hmm. thought she was pretty amazing the first time i met her and i got back on the show and um we unbeknownst to us we were in like an acting class together yeah. i i just broken up with somebody and i asked susan out and we we went out on our first date i think i honest god forgot my wallet <laughs> yeah and she was like great <laughs> uh, uh, and so that was our first date and we went out for about oh, three months and i asked her to marry me and we got married less than three months later she was maybe she was 21 or 22 and i was she was 22 and I was 25 and the odds of that working are a million to one and you know because we just I don't know we loved each other and you know people grow at such different rates and at different times in their lives and I think women go through you know this this crazy growth spurt it around in their late 20s early 30s um and they you know not like a growth spurt but you know but developmentally mentally you know emotionally and then men go through it at a different time then women go through a different thing and we go through these changes and and we went through all those together and then we had kids together and we 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 never stopped loving each other you know and it it's not always easy and you know there's there's good times and there's bad times and there's there's but the the good times far outweighed the bad times. Um, it's easier to remember the bad times because they're kind of profound, but the good times are, I don't know, I, uh, I can't imagine. I, I remember a few years ago, just that moment when you wake up and you go, I can't imagine life without her. And that's, that's uh, it's weird and kind of scary and kind of great. Um, but yeah, it worked we got lucky
1: well i have to say off the top of my head you are statistically one of the only couples i could really think of that or one of the only couples that met on soaps and stayed married as long as you have so Mm -hmm. there is yeah right or in there
2: yeah bill and susan hayes
1: have you beat but you
2: know did did brian did did cranston meet Robin on a soap, or was that? Did they? Meet? I
1: think they
0: met when he was on the soap, but I don't think they properly met, like doing okay. it together, if you will. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And Susan and I played cousins, which added a whole another creepy element to it.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, but I
0: don't know. We try. Well, not to-
1: besides Susan, you know, who do you remember being buddies with in the cast? I imagine you were all sort of a little gang of you know actors we hanging out. We were.
2: Um, I mean, Perry uh Brian O'Hurley, you know, and John O'Hurley and Brian and uh, um John Johnson and I, I was good friends with Grant Show because he shot next door and did uh, Ryan's Hope so I knew Grant and uh Callen White and Noel and um uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody um Judith Hogue and Roya, and you know it's uh, it was great. It was a great place to be, and we were all kind of. Uh, and I loved Wesley, and I loved Jane Powell, and 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 Augusta, and and Celeste, and these these older actors that were just you know so lucky to have them there. Um, but like I say, it was where you started, and it's and you know and there are people who stayed and had these amazing careers, and there are people who left. And it's funny because I talk about Luke Perry. Um, So Luke, Joe, I was a cautionary tale that Joe Stewart told to Luke when Luke was acting up. He's like, there was this other actor and he was very talented, but he was a very bad attitude. And I did have a bad attitude. Um, (laughs) uh, And I did, you know, but he was, just this guy was not a nice guy. Joe Stewart did a lot of damage to a lot of people. God rest his soul, right? But he was, he was abusive. He was... They had they had issues. He, he had problems. Um, not a fun place to work with him. And and I, you know, I just push his buttons. You know, I would be like <laughs> I'm like, come on, asshole, throw a punch. Uh, uh, and and he he didn't respond well and he didn't respond well when I married Susan. I think he had, you know, he anyway, anyway, Joe Stewart was not a great guy um and uh and so i was a cautionary tale for luke and so luke and i met after because luke was on after me and so we met and we were friends because he was like dude <laughs> you you were my uh you know my role model uh way <laughs> and um and so um and then i remember when he when he came out you know he was in hollywood and and he got 90210 he got this show and he and he called me, he goes, Hey, you know, let's get a bite to eat. And so we went we had breakfast and he's like, Lyndon, he goes, they, they want to fire me. Um, he goes, Fox doesn't like me. The network doesn't like me. Uh, and he goes, and Aaron is the only one who's in my corner and, and spelling, Mr. Spelling went to, went to bat for Luke and they wouldn't let him. they would not let them fire him. Cause they're like, they don't like the way I look. They don't think I'm going to whatever. and, and, Aaron was right. And then Luke, uh, God, he was, he was such a good guy. He was a really good person. And I remember we did, uh, we did eight seconds together, which was this rodeo movie. And I think Luke probably helped me get the part. And, um, and that was with, with John director named John Alveson, who was very successful film director. And, and then I got an audition for this other movie called Wyatt Earp, and John went out of his way to, to, to help me out. He you know, called Lawrence Kasdan. He sent footage from the film before it was released, and I got that part on Wyatt Earp, and that was sort of this huge movie that kind of changed my life um it's the only movie i wish that i could go back and do again um because it was i think i was i was just scared and nervous the whole time and now i'd be back and be like this is great
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) but at the time i was just i think i was kind of intimidated and i shouldn't have been but i was oh wow um so yeah i jumped all over the place there
0: well so you you left when you left loving yeah uh,
2: I, got, I got fired.
0: When you got fired from loving, I got fired. Bad attitude. And your Susan Walters marriage. Yeah. Uh, when you got when you got fired from loving, was it immediate to you that you wanted to give LA a try? Like no, we were living in New York.
2: We uh we were in New York and then we I don't know when I got fired, but uh, hung out in New York for a bit. And then you used to go to LA for pilot season. And so Susan had gotten off the soap and she had done this movie called, uh, Ruskies. And then she, I don't know if she had done a pilot or not, but we're like, let's go out to LA for pilot season. Let's give it a shot. And so we kept our apartment in New York, you know, we sublet it and we packed up, bought a a Jeep and we headed to California, you know, I think in January in a Jeep. And it was (laughs) like, (sighs) the whole way across the country. Um, (laughs) <laughs> pulling, a, pulling a trailer and we got there and I, I had a good friend whose mom lived in, in Beverly Hills and she was, she was amazing Inger um, Ostera and she, she uh, let us stay in her guest house for a month or so and it was like this I think it was John Barrymore's old house and so it was up in the hills and this guest house was an old, the old screening room and you had these French doors that just looked over Los Angeles. And I'm like, hey, this L.A. place is pretty good. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I was there for, I think, a couple weeks, a few weeks, and got a job on this miniseries called Poor Little Rich Girl with, with Farrah Fawcett. Tell <laughs> yeah.
1: us about working I, with her on long. that series.
2: She was amazing. It was a great intro to Hollywood.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I mean, I was freaking green. They, I remember my first scene on this was uh, I like, we're, I'm eating breakfast with my mom. I dive in the pool, swim across the pool, pop out, start eating. And they're like, okay, rolling. And I dove in the pool and swam across and popped out and did the scene. And the, the director was like, well, that was very good. He goes, next time, he goes, you know, maybe wait for action. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh right uh you know because on a soap they count you down you know it's like they go five four and off you go and so they were said rolling i figured well the cameras are going i might as well go um but uh that was really good and, and then i started doing you know like i said i was working like i said but i wasn't making a ton of money and susan's career was like taking off and it was this kind of weird dynamic in our relationship, which at the time was hard for me and probably hard for her. Um, and, you know, full of testosterone and, you know, just like the angriest dog in the world. Pretty boring in hindsight, but, <laughs> um, you know, we are what we are. And, and, and so we made it through that. And then Susan got pregnant with Grace. And that was an absolute accident and we were going somewhere for the weekend we were going to we were going to tell you right actually and and then she still didn't feel great you know she didn't she she didn't you know she she, and she did everything wrong i mean she went she had like this lump in her stomach and cramping and she went and got rolled in in like the you know the gut she stuck her gut up against a jacuzzi a jacuzzi jets and all this and then she finally, she finally said, Look, can you feel this linen? And I'm like, Yeah, you know, and she goes, I think I have like a tumor or a cyst or something. And I'm like, Well, I don't, you know, Dr. Ashby. I'm like, I don't know what to do about that. Um, um in hindsight, I probably had some great advice to give, <laughs> like, go to the doctor. I don't know. Uh and uh, and and she went to the doctor, and she was four months pregnant. And wow. you know, and uh, and then there was this whole thing of like she wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant. That's why she was going on birth control to kickstart her system. And then she 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 got pregnant. And then there was this whole risk of being pregnant while you're on birth control. And so I had to do a bunch of tests for that, and everything turned out great. And then she. started having early labor and contractions had to be on bed rest and, and low amniotic fluid and this whole thing. And that's why grace is named grace because by the grace of God, she's here and she's healthy and amazing. And, uh, but it was, it was touch and go. Um, and so we got grace. And then I think at that right around then is when my, my career kind of started popping in movies um, and I had this kind of great run for, you know, it was like, you know, eight seconds of Wired Earp and Mortal Kombat. And then, you know, these films and, and, and then did series. And then I just finished up this, this um, series for ABC called spy game, which was, I loved, but it, it, it didn't, you know, it was 13 and done. Um, and so I went on a surf trip um, to Costa Rica, and I think this is 1990, I don't know, five, six, seven, somewhere in there. And I had a cell phone, but it didn't work in Costa Rica. And we're way in the middle of nowhere. We're down in Southern Costa Rica, and, and there's no real communication. And I, and, you know, Susan knew where I was, and I come back, I get back in town. And um, I mean, we didn't even have email. Right. There was no email. There was. Um, so I probably talked to her on the phone at, at some point or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but I got I came home and I get off the plane and my agent's like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> uh, he goes, "The they've been calling on Melrose Place. They wanted you to do this part. And I'm like, OK, well, what? And and he, he Anyway, long story short, by being out of town, being out of communication, the offer just got better and better and better and better and better and better. It was the best nego- negotiating I've ever done because they'd be like, will he do the part? And then my manager's like, I don't know.
1: He's playing <laughs> really hard
0: to get. Yeah,
2: I, he's in Costa Rica. He's on a surf trip. I don't know. And they're like, will he do it for this much?" I don't know. Will you do it for this much? And by the time I got off the plane, I had this amazing deal that was really <laughs> too good to say no to because I, between you, me, and the wall, I wasn't that interested in doing Melrose Place. Um, I Susan watched it and she liked it. And I was like, nah. Um, and, but I did it. And, and it was so funny because I, 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 uh, I once, I don't think I was very good on it. Um, I, it was, it was these, uh, I remember just thinking these are conversations I would never have either, either I'd say, we're not having this conversation or I'd be like, let's go. Um, (laughs) but we're not two guys going to talk about all this stuff. (laughs) I'm like, but and anyway, um, so I did Melrose place and I don't know if I was any good at it. And, and did, you know, I don't know how many episodes, 35, 40, something in there. Um, and, and, did it and got off and then did more stuff and more series. And and then I hit my 40s, I guess. We've jumped through the 30s and gone to the 40s. 30s were great career-wise, amazing.
1: Okay, 40s- but we got to stop you on the 30s. Okay,
0: go ahead.
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: We were going to stop you for a Melrose Place question.
0: Um, you were on the show from 1997 to 1998 and you were busy. Um... You played Coop Cooper, a surgeon and prolific ladies man. Yes. And he was uh romance-wise uh involved with Jamie Lunar, Kelly Rutherford, and Marcia Cross. I know. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty nifty uh leading ladies there. So what stands out yeah. about, you know, working with them?
2: Um, I loved all of them. Uh and and they're such different people, you know. Um, Marsha, I I didn't work with a ton um and then i think like i was on it before and i worked with daphne zuniga as well and then then jamie and and um kelly i i they're they're they were great you know they're amazing they're it was it was a it was such an eye-opening kind of thing to walk into this uh to come off a show where you know you're like number one on the call sheet right To walk into Melrose Place that they've been going for five years and they are a well oiled machine and it's an ensemble cast and they've all been there. And and you're sort of this new guy coming in. And it was it was it was it was different. And you I mean, they did thirty two or four thirty two shows a season. You know, so you'd be doubling up and you'd, you know, be doing two shows at once, overlap shows. And and um, it was great. And and everyone actually they couldn't have been nicer. I mean, they really couldn't. Um, and it was it was a fun cast. You know, it was I mean, Thomas Calabro, I liked a lot. And uh, and Kelly and, and Jamie and I, they, you know, everybody was really cool. It was cool. Um yeah.
1: I will say you do hold a distinction in the, like, trivia of Melrose Place that you are one of two uh, regular characters who were straight males who were never romantically involved with Amanda Woodward, a.k.a. Heather. I know,
2: right? So were you bombed?
1: Were you aware of that? Did you want an Amanda romance? Hell yeah!
2: (laughs) Um... Uh I think Rob was was pretty busy with her. Um <laughs> And uh another nice person. Um uh and no yeah, I didn't. Uh did not. But she Heather 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 was great. I mean, Heather was such like down to business kind of like no nonsense, super nice, no drama at all and um uh, kind of kind of like kind of inspirational, you know, in a way um, sort of a, a blueprint. And I think that there have been hard times since then, and I don't really know her well enough to, to kind of reach out in any way, shape or form. Uh, but certainly liked what I knew and, and wish her all the best. It's hard life. It's hard business. And, yeah. and, and I think it's harder for actresses. I mean, it just is. And it's, I don't know. It's, I think it's, you know, they say, Oh, well, men age, well, no, we have our you know better or whatever, but we, we have our, it's not, it's not easy for anybody getting old. Um, but it's, I think it's, I think it's really hard for women and beautiful women. Um, I mean, you guys, you have, you have a superpower when, you know, a beautiful young woman has a superpower. Um, and it's, we all experience that moment in life when you, you could become sort of invisible and, you know, you're, you, you feel young inside still, and then people are not, you're not even blipping on the radar and it's hard. It's hard. It's a, it's a hard, weird transition. But if you can go through that, there's a superpower that waits on the other side. And that superpower is freedom. You know, it's, it's. I'm better at what I do now than I've ever been in my life. And I'm more comfortable in my own skin than I've ever been in my life. And I don't have to prove anything to anybody. And if I can go home at night and I'm proud of the way I behave during the day or what I accomplished and my head hits a pillow, I'm okay. Um, And and you don't necessarily have that as a young person. Um, You got other things. um, But it's a trade-off mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's interesting um so it was uh in 2003 that YNR fans first got to know you as Mr. Cameron uh so uh obviously your wife Susan had her uh, affiliation with YNR prior yep. to yep. that uh but tell us about how you first came to join uh YNR and how the gig came about
2: I was, I was, uh, well, Susan was on it and I knew everybody involved. You know, she'd been on it for a couple of years and I was in South Africa doing a movie and I came back and they are like, Hey, will you come do this like 13 show arc? And, and I'm like, well, what well, do I get to work with Susan? And they're like, yes, we'll, we'll make sure you get to work with Susan. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Why not? And I did it. And then they really liked it. And so they kind of brought the character back from the dead and had just added to it. And 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 I love working with Sharon. And I love working with with Josh and everybody. Uh, and I did get to work a little bit with Susan, but it was mostly with Sharon and Sharon. Uh, we just we kind of we click, you know, I like her. She's she's. Such, uh, she's so sort of she's such this individual, she's so like you know, I just like her. I don't, I guess, I don't need to explain why I just like her and I like working with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so Cameron pair got thrown out of an airplane and parachuted into a cornfield and then got arrested. Um, you know, it happens, and so then I just kind of, I think it went off and was doing other stuff. And then, then this little, oh God, we moved to Georgia because the girls were in high school. And she so was like, I don't really, I don't want the girls to go to high school in LA. I'm like, all right. And she's like, if you give me this time in Georgia with my parents and my family and, and you know, my, I grew up in North Florida, so it was pretty close to that. And if you give me this time, you know, we can live anywhere in the world you want to live after that. And I, and I had always, I never wanted to out, you know, overstay my welcome at the party. I'd had a really good run and I didn't want to be that guy sitting in the hallway with, you know, reading for murder, she wrote. So we moved to Georgia and I thought, I'm going to go do something else. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go do something else. And, And I thought about there was a bookstore that I loved in this town that I grew up in. And I thought about buying that bookstore and went very far down the road to buying that bookstore. And for a couple of different reasons, it didn't work out. And so I moved to Georgia. We moved to Georgia to, for these reasons and thought, well, maybe I'm done with acting. And then like the whole industry came to Georgia. And so, but what's funny is, so I had not physically done a production in Los Angeles in probably five years you know, everything I did, I'd be in Romania or Yugoslavia or the Czech, you know, Budapest or Bucharest or, you know, it's somewhere, South Africa, you name it, all Canada, 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 everywhere, shooting everywhere. We moved to Georgia the first year we're in Georgia. I did three films in L.A. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. And um, and then I weird coincidence Ed Scott called and said will you come on days of our lives and do this character and I was like yeah sure why not and so I did it and that was a totally great experience I love Ed it's it was a it was a weird I wasn't prepared for that uh I mean nothing bad at all um I don't know it was fine it was great well um, nothing bad um all good And so then I, uh, went back to Georgia and then jumped on this show called the gates, which was a great premise. Um, you know, this gated community for supernatural creatures. Um, and I did, I don't know how many, like five or whatever out of 13, six, whatever. I can't remember the number. Um, and that ended. And then, um, susan got on vampire diaries and then this little show called teen wolf came along and i sent in an audition you know that i had to audition for it and i sent my take in and they're like hey we want to do a call back and i was out of town i was doing something and i and i was like yeah no i can't i can't do it and and jeff davis who is was a writer producer on the show was like we don't need to see Paul back give him the part <laughs> uh, he's like oh my god I had no idea you lived here um and so I got on that show and we did shot the first two seasons in Atlanta and then relocated back to LA because the show came back out to LA and so I, I don't know when we came here um probably came back 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. And then neck of the nape, nape of the woods, whatever that is. Uh, and, uh, and that's and been it. And so here, and then got off Teen Wolf and did a YouTube series and then got off the YouTube series and did um, a show for Netflix called Trinkets for a couple of years.
1: Teen Wolf was like a cult sensation, you know? So yeah. were you aware of that when you were on it that suddenly the show was really very popular?
2: um it was crazy because i i I did the the table read right for the pilot and it was these two young actors these three young actors and and i was like first of all i was got this script for teen wolf right and i went really (laughs) (laughs) teen wolf we're gonna make a series out of that and i read the script and it was actually great and then dylan and tyler and tyler And Crystal and Holland and you know and and Jeff and and we started shooting this show. We got picked up to go to series and we started shooting this thing because we'd just done a presentation, you know, and then we got picked up. And I was like, this is really good. And Russell directing it was really good. And it it's funny because I had worked with Russell before, Russell mokai uh who was director of the whole first season, and uh I had worked with him on, um, Resident Evil, a movie and, that we shot together. And so I, I knew him and, um, we, I knew how good it was, but you never know how, if it's going to hit and then it premiered and then it became this thing that it was, it was really good show. I mean, it was actually a really good show and it's this, and what I loved about it, it's a show that, that really kind of says hey you're okay you know we're all weird there's there's we none of us you know it's it's like it normalized you know like it, the way it treated being gay it was like it's a, it's a young person in love it's not doesn't matter who they're in love with um and it was fun and it was good and it was funny and it was hard it had heart and it and it's it's a friendship story I mean, it's it's these two kids that are best friends and it's sort of coming of age and and it's it just worked, you know, it just freaking worked. And Dylan, Dylan was magical. O'Brien, he he was he's he was something special. Um, and it was it was a really interesting thing to watch those kids go from, I think, you know, it's Dylan's first job to go from that to being like so famous teddy stuff and it's hard to deal with and they and they did amazingly well um
1: yeah and and did you uh work with shelly hennig who played stephanie of
2: course i worked with shelly hennig uh i love shelly shelly is uh i don't know what the you know she's if we're going back to like the 30s or something she'd be shelly's a dame you know she's a dame Uh, she's so funny. She's so smart and salty and no nonsense and funny as just, she's funny. Um, and I, I love working out, you know, with her and I love hanging out with her and JR and, and Ian and, and, you know, the whole cast, it's like, we, we, it's so lame to go. We were like a family, but we were like a family. Um, and we still are in a weird way. And, and I think that it's, This this little show that no one thought was going to be what it was. And it's this little show that went out in the world and connected with people in sometimes really profound ways. And then it came back, you know, that they loved it. And that love came back and then it bounced back and back and forth. This this sort of this energy that went back and forth between us and our fans or whatever. And these people that we connected to. And it's um, and it, every time that that bounce happened, I think it multiplied. If that sounds weird, it is weird. But it was <laughs> it was it, it was good. It, it was pretty beautiful, actually. Um, and we have like the best fans in the world. Um, and the be- just look, we got lucky enough to go do that movie last year. Right. Um, and it was like an excuse to get to hang out with people you love and do something you love. Um, so that was kind of a treat i don't know yeah i'm, Teen I'm cool. curious
0: to know Lyndon, because you have had such like recognizable roles and projects at, at so many different stages of your life like what do you right. get recognized for the most or do you do you kind of clock the different age groups or recognizing it's, you for different things
2: it's it's demographics yeah uh, if there's like a mid-30s guy it's mortal Kombat, <laughs> and, they're like, oh, man. and they're like no way <laughs> oh my God! And it'll be funny because it's like being on the set at Y&R. All these guys are like, "You were in Mortal Kombat." They're like, "Oh my God, you're Johnny Cage!" Um, and then like crew guys, it's it's so there. It's that demographic. If it's a demographic for Teen Wolf, there's demographic for Melrose Place. There's um, demographic for Wyatt Earp. There's you know, it's like it's you kind of read the audience and you figure out who you're talking to, and you're like, got it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I know where this, yeah. And uh it is. I mean, I've been it's funny, I've been a successful working actor for a long time. Um and been just lucky, you know, lucky, 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 lucky. Great life. Um, met great people, did really fun things and and hopefully made people a little happy along the way. And and you know, recently I've been focusing A lot more on directing, and have enjoyed that quite a bit. Got a, and I've done quite a few lifetime movies at this point. Um, And Susan and I usually do them together; we co-direct. But she's on this dumb show, so she can't (laughs) can't get off. Uh, And so I've been I've doing them alone. But um, I got one coming out on the twenty fifth. Oh, yes.
0: Oh, good timing. Yeah. I know,
2: called Nightmare Pageant Moms. Um, I know, Breaking. right? We, What's it about? <laughs> we did uh we did one. Susan and I directed one. The first called Nightmare Neighborhood Moms, and it was Lifetime, LMN, Lifetime Movie Network's number one movie of the year. Awesome. Um, and so I, I got high hopes for Nightmare Pageant Moms.
1: So do we. (laughs) Memorial Day, perfect timing. People kick back and watch it, definitely. Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of that dumb show, Young and the Restless, we kid, of course. (laughs) Um, How did you feel when you heard that they wanted you back, and did you ever think you would be returning to the show in light of how your story ended last time?
2: I never gave it much thought, I guess. Um, And then Josh called last year to see if I wanted to do it, and I couldn't do it. I had, I had... Teen Wolf and I had another movie in there and then I a movie direct and I, it was it was a busy busy year so I just I couldn't do it and then he called and said hey will you um will you can you do it now and I'm a bougie asshole but I'm like I'm like yes I can but I've got a surf trip that I've got planned and I'm not I'm not I'm going
1: <laughs> That old surf trip again
2: <laughs> um and so he goes okay look we can fit it in here you want to do it and I'm like yeah let's do it. And so I came on and, uh, and had a blast. It was, it, I was really nervous because it's not like it used to be, you know, it's you're shooting five shows in four days and it's, it's just, I, are there fewer characters now? It's massive amounts of dialogue that I don't remember there being that much before. Um, the couple of days I just had to kind of show up and like look menacing. <laughs> um, like, all right. Um, This is I'll gonna see.
0: be a this is gonna be a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, and then, then he there, started talking.
2: Yeah. And then I started talking and killing things. Um, and yeah, I love it because I I talked to Josh and I'm like, hey man, I let's write him bad. You know, let's. I don't. I'm not looking for a redemptive story here. I'm not looking for to you know turn over a new leaf. I'm getting out of prison. Twenty years. I'm coming back. And i got a few scores to settle and business to take care of and uh and so it is pretty much go 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 hit the ground running um and and it was great you know working with sharon again was was great and working with with josh it's he's he is so funny um and just seeing everybody i mean i and maybe it's you know you get older and whatever but there's a continuity there's a permanence to to a show that's been on for fifty years. There's a generational aspect to it, you know you, grandmother mother you know daughter child- you know it's it's people and it's not just women it's men and it's but it's 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 been a part of their lives for so long and it's been a family kind of touchstone and it's and it's uh that's really cool and it's it's good to come back and I'm like. Sharon, you haven't changed at all and and josh you're just he's still a kid <laughs> um he is he's 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 so funny and and i i wish that would they'd get more of that
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know because he's 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 such a likable like a naturally likable person um and so yeah i i came back and and just burning the town down Uh, yeah I mean I guess we can't talk about what I did but yeah yeah
0: I'm not say it's not coming from the goodness of his heart whatever it may be
2: no it is but he's insane (laughs) uh uh, yeah he's he feels absolutely motivated or you know justified in what he's doing um and not about to back down for one second. Um, yeah, exactly. I think I might have done that face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I'm curious to know uh, because I feel we've we've heard from Susan that you were helpful to her in running lines and wrapping her mind mm. around her dialogue. did she return the favor?
2: She absolutely returned the favor. And I think on my final day, maybe maybe last couple days and it was like 30 page monologue pretty much and she she wasn't even working and she came and kind of hung and worked and did and 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 she she's a champ you know she yes beyond help she's she she guided me she was like yeah um you're you got it you got it you got i'm like okay i guess so maybe kind of i don't know i got something um yeah
1: well, yeah. fans started to figure out that Cameron might be back in the mix when the champagne bottle was delivered. The champagne bottle, of course, harking mm. back to the original storyline. So what do you to you that when this hint was dropped, the reaction on social media was huge? Because this really? was something that fans wanted for a long time to see this story sort of pick up again.
2: I know, and I, and I, and I talked to, you know, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. and And I love it that it's not like he's been, he's been in prison. And he just he got out and it's you don't get many i mean i guess jeremy stark was in prison but he wasn't in prison for 20 years um
1: and we didn't know jeremy before we right
2: right and what i will say is like with with jeremy there was a lot of like this is his you know his mind games that he's playing the the this is his part of his manipulation his this is that there's none of that with me i'm like i'm gonna kill somebody i'm gonna kill something and I'm going to, and I'm going to start. There, there, there's no subtlety.
0: <laughs> it's
2: like, it's like people are dropping dead and things are dropping dead. And yeah, yeah.
0: I, I love the ease with which you can name drop Jeremy Stark because you've been running lines with your wife.
2: Yes.
1: Very impressive. Very impressive.
2: I can tell you all about what goes on in the Abbott household. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How would you rate your Jack Abbott, Lyndon?
2: My Jack Abbott? What, like imitating Jack Abbott?
1: Well, when you're running lines with Susan. Oh, yeah.
2: oh, my God. Peter can do things that I can't do at all. There are lines that, that he that he delivers that I just, I, I actually read the script and I'm like, oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> I'm like, how is he going to, how? How will he deliver this? And then I watch and he does it. And I'm like, good on you, buddy. Because uh, I would be just like, scratch 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 scratch, scratch. <laughs> um it, it's it's but he, i love peter um i mean he's look he's a good person he's a good man he's a he's 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 just he's i mean what lame analogy he's top shelf um but he is he is he's a really good person and a, and a nice man and a kind man and a talented man and um I'm so glad Susan's working with him,
0: and I was gonna say you have something very important in common, which is you are both avowed Susan Walters fans,
2: yes, totally, totally. Um, well, and I think like... Susan and I are both Peter fans,
1: as are we. But That's what's it been right. like to just be at the set in general and such also a celebratory time for the show? probably still on the high of the fiftieth anniversary celebration, and now you're back or
2: it was it was it was really cool. And it was fun going to the fiftieth celebration. Um, and I couldn't say anything about anything. Uh, yeah, but I knew I was going to work soon. Uh, and I, I don't know. It was, it's really, it's fun. And I'm kind of sad it's over. Um, but you never, you know, who knows?
1: Um,
2: but I, you know, it's like Josh wrote me a really nice note when I finished and I wrote him a really nice note at back and, and it was kind of like, I love you, bro. And I like I love you too, man. Anytime you just call me. I'll be there. Um,
1: and that's I, Josh Griffith, not
2: yes, Josh it, Morrow. No, you know, Josh people Morrow People
1: listening, no, which Josh. No, Morrow.
2: we don't Josh Morrow and I don't write notes to each other. We just <laughs> and whisper in each other's ears. Um, now talking about that, there's a little scuffle that we got in fighting me against Nick. That uh, Josh Morrow is like freakishly strong um <laughs> he's a, he's a solid piece of work um and i've got him wrapped up or whatever and, and i'm on his shoulder and he you know pops his shoulder up and i put my tooth through my lip i don't know if he can well they won't be able to see anyway but that's a couple of weeks old so it's finally healing up but it's just like blood pouring out of my face and he was just mortified i'm like don't worry this happens um yeah enough enough <laughs>
1: in the name of art
2: like a, yeah, yeah right
0: well Lyndon, i like does it does it hit you somewhere in the heart that like you played such a bad guy but that the fans do have kind of such a soft spot for him and actually really wanted to see you back on the show well i think it's
2: yes of course it does it it it's it's uh it's he's a great character um and like i say it's he genuinely loves sharing it's probably not the healthiest relationship in the world um but his his love is genuine um i don't know uh (laughs) yeah but and it's and and it's funny because you know like this dialogue you can you deliver it and you can find your you know sharon would be like i find myself like drawn in and then i'm like oh my god this person's insane but (laughs) You know it's all making sense it's going along it's like yeah 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 i mean i mean i, I, get, I understand that and then it's like oh no yeah um and it was fun to kind of like you know you hair and i just trimmed my beard all up went right when i when i finished but it's uh connor was like dude you look wild because <laughs> <laughs> you're on camera he goes you look like wild <laughs> Um, but it worked, you know, I was like, I kind of have been just, I've been directing a lot, so I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention. And, um and so I thought, no, this look, this is probably really good for the character. Mm -hmm. And, and then Susan, at one point she goes. so I came home and she was doing her hair or something. And she goes, she goes, let me, uh, what is it? Flat iron, a straightening iron. She goes, let me straighten your hair. And she did it. And, and cause of the makeup or the hair lady had, had, uh, had thought that might be a good thing. And I'm like, ah, we're not doing that. We're not straightening my hair. This is weird. And then got home and did it. And Susan, Susan did it. And it's like, I might've should have done that. It, <laughs> it was, it was, it was like, Aryan nation, kind of <laughs> just not a, not a, it was a great look, but not one you want to roll around with. Um, here I got it
1: somewhere. Now you have it in your arsenal for like your next role that might exactly. require some, you know, oh yeah, bold sides.
0: Oh <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Oh no. Uh, that's a scary I'm, person. <laughs> I'm running in the opposite direction from that person. too.
2: <laughs> that was it. That's, and I went, this could have been great. <laughs> um yeah but there was wow. enough there was plenty of menace with cameron and we always okay so between connor and josh and sharon it's like kirsten kirsten cameron kirsten cameron kirsten and i'm and i'm in me i'm like no it's kirsten <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> um and then and, and connor's like really serious and i'm like yes it's it's kirsten please <laughs> and he's like and then josh Griffith is like, no, it's not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fun, practical joke. Um, (laughs) Well, we do look forward, of course, to seeing the Cameron story unfold, which is happening now. Um, But also in some very happy real life news, we have to give you a muzzle. You became a first time grandfather. So how that journey has been.
2: Uh, It's you think you love your kids and you do love your kids boy grandkids are something special um and it's it's so cool to to be as I think as a parent you're you know first of all the with the first one you're like why are they letting me go home with this <laughs> there should be there should be like you know bumper rails we don't know what we're doing um with this baby and then as a grandparent you come in and you you know what you're doing with babies and it, and it's like really you can enjoy you're not tired you can enjoy the process so much more and you look into this little person's eyes and you see this i don't know a soul a being a, who's like looking around going like where the hell am i <laughs> how did i get here um and 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 they're amazing we just you know we spent the weekend with them this last weekend, and Nora turned nine months, and she's so funny, and she's so sweet, and she's she's every second that you see them, they change, and they they learn, and they they they're they're just they're learning how to work this this body. They're like, okay, I don't know really what to do with this. <laughs> um, they're learning to communicate, and they're learning to. It's great it's beautiful i mean it's beautiful um it's it's a just magical and and grace and jack are such good parents um and susan is like she's a great grandmother she's what you what a grandma should be um it's yeah no thumbs up on on grandpa i would say get 50, you know if you have kids make them have babies
0: <laughs> good tip pro tip
2: yeah yeah yes
0: I love it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, then before we let you go, when you think back on, you know, your career, which I think it is fair to describe as both prolific and varied, how do you feel like the course of your career and life was influenced by the fact that you did cut your teeth on loving and in the daytime world back in the early 80s?
2: I would think that initially after Loving, if I'm being brutally honest, I think that that probably had a little PTSD. Um, Joe Stewart was 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 a lot. Um, And so probably didn't do me any favors there. But there's also that thing of like, hey, if you if you live through this, you make it through this, you're going to be okay. I I'm so thankful that I did Daytime. I think it was profoundly influenced. By by uh, doing daytime, I think the people that I met, the work ethic that you get, the 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 memorization ability, um, everything. It it was uh it was it was amazing. You know, it was it was amazing. Um, and to come back to it now, you know, after all these years, to I had more fun in the past month and a half than, than I had any right to. Um, and I really, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it at all. I thought that I, I'd watch how hard Susan works and it is, it's, do you remember the old Dunkin' Donut commercial time, time to make, make the donuts? Donut.
1: We say and it every week.
2: <laughs> it, exactly. And it's, but that's what it feels like you go. And it's so fast, this process and, and, you know, features are nighttime or whatever. You're like, all right, we shot the master. We'll get it in coverage. Da, 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 there's lots of coverage. Lots of times to get you know to get it right. Um, one shot on a on a soap, maybe two, three. You know, but if it if it's if it's usable, they're moving on. Um, it's fast and it's furious. And and I was like, I'm not cut out for this. Uh, but I had a great time. I had a really great time. Um, and you work with some of the nicest people in the world on that set and some of the most talented people. Um, and it's, I mean, the crew is all amazing and the actors are all amazing and the directors are amazing. And it's this really kind supporting place because it could not, it wouldn't last if it was toxic. Um, it would come apart at the seams. It's too hard. What they do is too hard. And you, you go, and you, you, you do your job, you know, it's like, God, you make it through the day and then it's like, okay, go home and learn tomorrow. And then you do tomorrow, go home, learn the next day, learn this week, learn next week. And it's, you know, living with Susan, when she's doing this, it's just, I, I, like I say, I was really, I was afraid doing it. And um, I'm like, she works so hard and she, that's the thing. They, that they, they, everybody still cares. They care. They care that it's good. They care that it's, that it matters and that, that 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 what they're doing is is you can't just walk through it. You can't phone it in. And if you do, it shows. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So I had a great time. I had a really good time.
1: Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what's ahead, yeah. especially from the delicious teas you've given us. Um, but thank you so much for all your time today. Yeah.
2: Kill, 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 yeah. kidnap, kill. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: What's, what's a little kidnapping and killing between you friends?
2: You know, amongst friends, right?
1: That's right. But exactly. it's,
2: done exactly. from a, it's done from a good place.
1: Isn't it always on soaps? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks again, Lyndon. Have a great day. And we hope to talk to you soon.
2: Hey, uh, I really had, I had a good time doing this too.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Lyndon Ashby for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. One,
2: two, three.